This is Randall Park, and you are listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. We're going to be talking about Hawkeye Episode 5, Ronan. I'm joined with Jake. Yeah, I'm excited. Some more Hawkeye talk. We got Neil Tholander from the Smorgasbord Podcast. Welcome, Neil. Yeah, boy, wait up. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I, I want, I want more of that. I want you. Mm, I want I no, want I want more of that. Whatever the fuck that was. I felt like that was like, that was like flavor flavor hype man. <laughs> I love it. I don't know where that came from. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I love it. I want more of that. And we've also gotten, there's no way that Joe Stark is going to be able to follow that up. Welcome, Joe. Hey, excited to be here. Right. Yes! <laughs> I thought it was a much better improvement over the last day. <laughs> I was practicing it in my head. Guys, uh, let's, okay, we're going to be talking about Hawkeye Episode 5, Ronin. Uh, let's not spoil anything, though, from Spider-Man No Way Home. That is a separate podcast. So we will not be spoiling anything from Spider-Man No Way Home, but we will be talking. Uh, you can do it, Neil. If I can do it, you can do it. No, no. Before we jump into episode five, I wanted to talk about something I read on the Mary Sue after the fourth episode came out. I found this was very interesting. Hawkeye writers didn't know about Black Widow and credit scene. Did you guys see this? Mm-hmm. No. Fan- yeah, fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe were excited to see a breakout character from Black Widow show up on Hawkeye. Yelena Belova's, uh, appearance was all but assured in the end credits of, uh, end credits scene of Black Widow, but where, uh, where Valentina Allegra de Fontaine tells Yelena that her sister Natasha died at the hands of Clint Barton. But that scene, which sets up Yelena's entry into the Disney Plus series, was kept under wraps from the writers on Hawkeye for some time. Hawkeye head writer Jonathan Eagle received word from Kevin Marvel uh, from a Marvel head Kevin Feige that Yelena would join the series, but uh, Eagle had to keep it a secret from the rest of his staff. In an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Eagle said there was a length of time where I wasn't supposed to share it with the rest of the writing staff. There were a handful of things like that, which was challenging. I did my best. I like to think that I'm an honest broker, and if somebody tells me not to share something, 
even if I think, well, the writing staff really needs to know this, then I'm just going to trust their process. I kept it under my hat for a while. Also in the dark was Black Widow screenwriter Eric Pearson, who was asked to write the Val Yelena scene, but wasn't told why. Pearson said, they told me, and then at the end, this is the target, and I was like, what does that mean? They were like, (laughs) (laughs) they were like, don't worry about it. You don't have to know that. Shut your mouth, kid. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. I was like, who am I screwing over? Something is going on. Like every line gets better. (laughs) I know. He's like, I, I don't have an answer for this. They were like, you don't need to. We are going to figure that out. So yeah. I found that very interesting that they were kind of kept in the dark about, uh, uh, everything that happened there in Black Widow, but they had to just write for the, for the Hawkeye series. It is interesting that they like have this compartmentalized take on writing these different properties with all these different writers. Yeah. It's like they need to utilize the writer to create the story. But it's like clearly they don't want to give everything away. And so it's a very clever way to tell them because it's like, okay, we just need you to write this line. We already know in our heads (laughs) that she's going to be showing a picture on an iPad, but we're not going to tell you who that is. It's kind of almost a mean trick to do to a writer. We want you to write all the way up to the reveal, but we're not going to tell you what the reveal is. (laughs) It's kind of reminiscent of like, you know, like it's like sleeper cells, which. Yes. as we know from Black mm-hmm. Widow, is, is a thing in the MCU. So it's like, this is, is this life imitating art or is this art imitating life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be, we're going to be talking about, uh, episode five titled Ronan. It's directed by, uh, again by Burton Birdie and written by Jenna Noel Frazier. And the episode starts in the year 2018, which, uh, for me, when, uh, the previous episode started in, uh, 2012, I was like, oh shit, the Battle of New York. And when it said it started in 2018, I was like, oh shit, what the f- fuck is going on in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I had no the clue. Snap, apparently. Uh, the snap happened in 2019, right? No, 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 no. No, the snap happened in 2018. You're absolutely right. I'm thinking of, uh, of uh, the release date of Endgame happening yeah, in 2019. No. You're right. You're right, Neil. You're right. The snap happened in 2018. I I just didn't. I just didn't. Uh, when when they first showed 2018, I didn't know where they were going with this. Right. You know. Um. But then they started. I didn't like, either. Yeah. <laughs> we we started to hear. I just thought. I just thought after the Black Widow movie, I didn't think about the major yeah. event of it all. Well, at the Same we here. didn't we didn't yeah. even we, at the, when they said episode when it started in 2018 we saw the flash of 2018. When I first saw that, like we didn't even hear the dialogue from Black Widow yet, right? Yeah. So well, like, yeah, I guess not. After the after we see 2018, the the 2018 reveal, that's when we start hearing the lines from Black Widow, and then they follow it by the whistle. So we hear the yep. whistle, the same whistle that we heard, right, like when right. Natasha and Yelena would like call each other when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so, the same whistle they lifted from the end credit scene of Black Widow. Exactly. So uh, Yelena and another wid- widow, uh, Sonia. They break into the home of uh, a widow, Anna, that they're trying to liberate with the antidote that they have. 
and we find out that she's uh, not being mind controlled and that she's been a, a hired assassin and that's how she's been making her money. They were wondering like, how do you have like this beautiful home? You know, you have to, you know, they think she's being supported by somebody and she's just, she's taken on a job of her own of being an assassin and that's how she pays the bills. And then we see Yelena go into the bathroom and we get to, to watch her being dusted. Um, and it's all from like, it's all kind of like from her point of view here. Like one moment she's closing the door in the bathroom. She starts to wash her hands and we see her being dusted away. And the next second we see her being blipped back. So it's like instantaneous right. and the door is now open because, you know, it's been five years later and, and we the wallpaper changes, wallpaper like, changes. <laughs> I loved the way yes. that this transition. It was so beautiful. It was really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was an like, incredible shot. That, that different perspective of this event. You know, we've seen it from all these other viewpoints. We've never really seen it from, a character like in the moment yes. being dusted and then coming back. We saw like we saw Mount Monica Rambeau come right. back. Come back. Yes. We saw her right before she left. Exactly. Yep. So like this was the first time we ever saw that actual transition. And the way they did it with the camera work and the way they changed certain aspects of the room and all that stuff just worked so goddamn well. Yeah, it was gorgeous shot. The way that that camera tracked in, kind of over her shoulder, yeah. right behind, and yeah, it was. I loved the effect of the paint changing. Oh, it kind of oh, like yeah. it, it was kind of like off. it was kind of like a reversed chip and peel effect. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I like how that character too, because like when she comes back, you instantly know the big thing she missed, and it's just kind of heartbreaking having that knowledge. Oh already. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and Florence Pugh, oh my God, we'll, we'll obviously discuss her quite a bit during this, this yeah. recap, but she is fucking phenomenal in this care, in this part. I mean, yeah, uh, like, if we're looking at the Black Widow movie, like the, the performances that really stood out to me were Florence Pugh and, uh, what's his name? The fucking David Harbour. Da- oh, David Harbour. They, they were fantastic mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I, I just recently saw Black Widow for the first time in preparation for yeah. Hawkeye. And, and, like, she was the standout. David Harbour was a standout. And I knew, you know, obviously from that post credit scene that she was going to be in this. So I've been looking forward to her, you know, for the last four weeks. And the way we're getting her is just phenomenal. Like, they are doing her right. And yeah. she is bringing it as hard as she could bring it. The campiness is there in a good way. Yeah. But it's also like super like dangerous and grounded. Oh, she's so good. In this I, part. Yeah. I want to place the character perfectly. I want us to rate this one at the very end, by the way, guys, just so okay. you know, yeah, okay. we'll rate it. At the Sounds end. good. Um, we get a, uh, we, uh, we get, uh, Anna trying to, as soon as she comes back after, after the blip, Anna is talking to Yelena and, uh, I mean, she's just like talking to Yelena about getting into the same assassin business shit that she's in. And Yelena just wants to get back to Natasha and she has no idea, uh, in the five years that she's been gone, the five years of her life that she's lost, um, that Natasha, uh, has met her demise. She has no idea that this is going on. I, I, I really, 
I really, I thought this was super interesting because we, we get this whole like, you know, cold open and then we, we're, we're, we're thrown into the, this whole, uh, scenario with L- Yelena getting, getting us caught up on Yelena's character, uh, post Black Widow. And then immediately after that, we get into the previously on Hawkeye, which was like, yeah, that was wild. I thought that was weird too. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed weirdly placed. It was like, why wasn't the previously on the beginning of all this? Right. I kind of liked it. I liked it too, Neil. It, separa- <laughs> it, yeah. it separated from like, it's like, okay, this is this character you met in this movie that we were assuming you saw because why wouldn't you have seen it before you watched the series? But we need to kind of just give her viewpoint for a minute. I agree. And then we can get back to what we were talking about before. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like it's like okay, uh, we we assume that you watched the Black Widow movie. It's available on Disney Plus, the same service that you're watching this fucking show on. <laughs> yep. We assume. Here's you- my argument, though. Shouldn't they more assume that we watched the previous four episodes of Hawkeye and less assume that we saw a movie that doesn't have the same title as this show? <laughs> Shouldn't they yeah. give us a? <laughs> no, I, 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 I like how they started this one, getting us caught up. No, I like it too. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate with it. <laughs> it's like they, they you kind you're of playing into a hole with it. <laughs> you're playing devil's advocate, dick, because. I- <laughs> <laughs> I like how Jake just Jake wants just to he just wants to disagree to disagree. <laughs> I love I love that about you, Jake. Um, we get a we jump into the previously on, and then when the episode kind of starts up, we get a scene of uh, Eleanor kind of like patching up Kate, and um, uh, part of me was thinking to myself like the way that she's like patching up Kate. I was thinking like. Clint would say, you're doing it all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she tells her mother that uh, Jack was involved in Sloan Limited, like this uh, company, and uh, that uh, she needs to report this to the authorities. Um, Uh, What, Neil? I just, like... (sighs) Neil's already thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that she's setting up up as a as a patsy, right? That's what it feels like. That uh, I, I, I that, have a lot of thoughts about Jack. That Jack yeah. is Jack is being framed. Yeah, yes. I kind of I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I actually wanted to bring that up last episode that I thought there might be a chance that he was getting framed, and I I don't think that I did bring that up. Um, we what see, I really want to see for Jack. Is that especially the way that they started him out is like, I don't know how you guys felt in those first two episodes, but I instantly. (laughs) Oh, I hated him so much. (laughs) And throughout these last five episodes, they've done this wonderful trick to where it's like, I in this last episode, I want to see him do something heroic. I kind of like the guy now. He's he's so earnest. (laughs) Do you think like if they bring back Derek, do you think that we'll see? Do you think that we might see Jack as the swordsman battling Derek, possibly? You know, I'd love to see that. You know, stepdad versus real dick dad, real evil dad. <laughs> yeah, even even if Jack is being framed, I still think there's knowledge that he's not letting on about yeah. 
what you know his abilities or past maybe yeah. like he may be innocent of all this you know other stuff going on in this storyline but i i do think there's some underlying secret that he's holding what oh yeah he's like sure. an embedded agent or something like that what if he's a yeah, scroll I mean, what if he's a scroll good too <laughs> yeah there's definitely something shady about him but there's also something that's kind of noble about him in a weird way like he, he just is kind of true to whatever image she's been projecting and like that's also kind of cool to see i don't know he's almost coming off at this point as like a lovable idiot yeah and like who's like really damn good with a sword and so it's like what a fun character yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm I'm in for it. That's fine. This is fun. We we jump to a scene of uh, Kazi um, talking to Maya Lopez, and he wants her to stop all of this kind of uh, vengeance that's going on. Uh, her quest to you know um, learn more about the Ronin, kill the Ronin, and then finally agrees that, that after she kills the Ronin, she needs to drop all of this. And she's like, but I'm so close. And, but it's almost like Kazi is worried that, you know, she'll find out that, you know, he was somehow involved in her father's death, which I, <laughs> which, I which me and Joe, we kind of alluded to that last week that we felt like Kazi might have actually, you know, either been the Ronin or knew about, you know, yeah, it was suspicious that he yes. wasn't there that night, and they specifically brought that up in this episode. I love, yeah, that. yeah. This yeah. scene made me think you guys were really onto something. Like after well, this like, scene, I was like, oh, it's got to be. Yeah, they they alluded to it in the previous episode that there was something off about him, and then oh yeah, obviously, in, in this one they completely confirmed it <laughs> well it was the scene with uh clint inner you know uh, interrogating him in the car and he was like you know yeah. like like what do you know like he wants to know like you know because yeah he definitely knows about ronan being used as a weapon to kill william lopez yeah because so. he i mean clint knows what happened yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so like he's got this inside information and is like you know, you have a little more information than you should. So what do you know? <laughs> uh, we jump to Yelena, who's been waiting for Kate Bishop to show up back <laughs> up at her apartment, uh, where Yelena has, uh, she got, she got hungry and she, <laughs> she made mac and cheese. Uh, if you remember from Black Widow, when, uh, Yelena was a child, yes. that's what she wanted to eat as a kid. So here she is eating mac and cheese. Um, Yelena talks about uh, what she wants to see in the city to Kate. And Kate is just like, what in the <laughs> fuck? We just we just had a rooftop battle. And now you're talking about like sightseeing in New York. Um, she mentions that she wants to see the new and improved Statue of Liberty um, you know, we know that that is seen in the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailers with the Statue of Liberty now holding, you know, the shield of uh, Captain uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. So this looks like it all takes place after the events of uh, uh, No Way Home. Closer, Of course, it's closer to Christmas. And uh, so it looks like they did kind of fix up the... The Statue of Liberty by the point, uh, by the time we get to this movie. Kate says, uh, to 
Yelena that Clint is an Avenger. And Yelena says, what does that word even mean? And I think she sees, you know, Yelena is seeing that like an Avenger is what led to her sister's death, a a death that she believes was caused by, you know, Clint Barton. And Yelena says, we are defined by what we do, not by nice words. So, you know, we know as an audience that Clint is a flawed character. You know, he, we saw him as the, the murdering Ronin. We, we also know that there's flaws with the other Avengers. You know, Tony created Ultron. Um, Wanda lost control in WandaVision with what happened in, in, in Westview. And, uh, you know, Banner himself has been struggling with, you know, his anger and the Hulk and, uh, Thor has, has had his issues. Um, uh, fucking even Natasha, uh, has struggled at times with being an Avenger. Um, all the Avengers are flawed. And, um, so it's, it's like, what is it? What is even an, being an Avenger at this point mean? What is, what does that mean to Yelena? I just, I thought that that was a, a, a I thought that that was an interesting scene. It's like this hero worship that Kate again has for, for Clint. Um, but I don't think Yelena knows the full fucking story either. No, no, she no, doesn't. She definitely does not. No. And it's also, you know, her take here is colored by emotion too. Yeah. And which is interesting because it's something that, that Clint says later, you know, that these people like him are these trained weapons that they can be manipulated with their emotions and and you're seeing it here with Yelena um this whole scene between Yelena and Kate is it's one of my favorite scenes so far in this series and it's a standout scene just in the MCU in general like i love yeah, yeah. the chemistry between these two characters and like i want a disney plus series that just focuses on them being gal pals in new york as like the <laughs> new hawkeye and black widow because their chemistry is outstanding and it could be so much fun I mean, wow. Well, this scene just yeah. really, really blew me away. This is a top There's been lots of reports MCU that these scene. two... Oh, sorry. I, I'm, I was just saying that this is like a top five MCU scene for me. Like, <laughs> totally, dude. You get the humor. Like, Florence Pugh is so fucking effortlessly funny in this scene. It, it, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's an outstanding performance. But you also get that underlying menace that she has like and you can see that's a lot a lot reflected with Haley steinfeld's performance where she's so off guard like but she's like trying to connect but then she also understands that this person could kill her at any goddamn moment she wanted to mm-hmm. and like it, it, it you can see all of that playing together and in, in, but there's like the the humor on top of it just makes that even more menacing at the same time it's it's so so perfectly done yeah is like is uh, you know is kate bishop ready for all of this because like i feel like this scene kind of like showed us shows us how no. out of, exactly <laughs> it shows us it shows us how out of her element she really is like you know, if it if it came yeah. down to fisticuffs right now between these two, like <laughs> Yelena, yeah. Yelena's oh, gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, I know she's she's basically you know. There's a point where Kate was like, 
you know, um, you know, I could have killed you on the rooftop with the, you know, when I was <laughs> pointing my arrow at you and she like laughs her off, like, Oh my, you kill me. Ha ha. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it really is like Kate is, I feel like Kate is destined to be a hero. And, yes. but I feel mm-hmm. like, like right now she is kind of like learning and out of her element. Oh, so She's, green right now. She yeah. is the epitome of fake it till you make it right now. Like, like she's fully in that fake it mode where she's just pretending to be this hero, but she will eventually become the hero that she is now aspiring to be. Yeah, I, I mean, well, she's, you know, like, Clint has had so much time in the game. Natasha's had yeah. so much time in the game. Yelena's had so much time in the game. She, I mean, she is just... She's just starting green. everything that she's yeah. done has just been training for this. And, and I mean, she's had, she's had some really cool moments within this series where she's, where she's helped Clint, but then she's also had moments where it's that, <laughs> it's that, where it's been to Clint's detriment that she's been involved. Yep. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, where the, the time where the Clint was going to just interrogate you know uh the the tracksuit mafia and and she showed up and she showed up and skylight exactly <laughs> so yeah i i i i loved this scene between these two characters and i yeah i am i 100% subscribe that i want to see these two characters uh do more in the future within the MCU yes. whether it be a disney plus series whether it be a movie um i would love this I would love movie. I would love Disney to. Plus to do movies. Yeah, it's been reported that these two became like really fast friends on set and still carry that friendship. Like the the chemistry was it. just immediate and and these two have been in lots of contact with each other ever well, since. Well, yeah, meeting. I I talked about the Instagram post that uh yeah. that was put out last week. I, I think yeah, these two these two actors enjoy working with one another, but I think it would be interesting to see Disney Plus not only just doing like series, but every once in a while surprise us with like a Disney Plus movie with Certain characters, like just let's spend two hours fun. with. Yeah, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, I yeah. love that idea. Just a special. Why, why does everything on Disney Plus have to be some episodic thing? You know. Yeah, just like every once in a while, let's just get a movie with these characters. Like, okay, let's do like a She Hulk series or a Miss Marvel series or a Moon Knight let's get a series. team up movie. A team up. Mo- they could do so much with this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Kate. Uh, goes back to her mother's penthouse uh, to see that Jack is being arrested for his possible involvement with Sloan Limited and the tracksuits. And I say possible because I believe we talked about this earlier. I think there's a chance that he's being set up by Eleanor and the Kingpin here. Um, the other possibility uh, is that that I've been seeing floating around is that um, what's going on in this scene is that the officers arresting Jack are actually not officers, but guys posing as officers to trick Kate. Yeah, I'd had that thought too. Because it, it, it <laughs> because seemed, Jack just seems so cool in that scene, right? Well, like, hold on. It's yeah. just like it's set up. It's set up to where, as soon as Kate arrives back at the house, he's being arrested. At yeah. The, at the same like the time, timing is amazing. But I also want to point out <laughs> that one of the officers, and if you go back and watch. I think it's the 
first or second episode, I want to point out that one of the officers is the same guy that called Kate the day after her apartment was attacked by the tracksuits. Um, he was the officer. Mm. He was the officer that wanted her to come to the station the next day to talk about what happened. And she says she says that she'd be there the next day to talk to him about it. And um, so far, within five episodes of the show, Kate has not shown back up at the police station <laughs> yeah. to talk to this guy. <laughs> and why doesn't that officer at this moment say, hey, Kate, I still need you to come by the station because we still need to have that talk about what happened at your apartment yeah, that is kind of curious. It's the same actor, 100%. Don't doubt me here. Go back and watch the episode where Kate is on the phone and talking to a police officer. That same officer is one of the arresting officers taking Jack away. And he doesn't acknowledge Kate or their conversation at all. It is super curious. Yeah, there's got to be a very specific reason for that because the show is too good for them not to have intention behind every single thing they do. Yeah. Yeah, or enough actors to use a different actor if they. Right. <laughs> I mean, they could easily do that. Would, so there must be something. Just, yeah, they wouldn't just reuse somebody because they didn't have the budget for another somebody. <laughs> Uh, we get a scene of Clint going to the uh, memorial of the Battle of New York. He uh, takes out the hearing aid and he talks to um, basically like the, the spirit of Natasha Romanoff about their battle with, uh, uh, you know, with one another during their during endgame for the Soul Stone and and how he's imagined it going a different way you know, a million times in his head and he apologizes for what he's about to do. What is he apologizing for? What is he apologizing, apologizing for what he's about to do? Put the he's costume go back a, on. Yep. He's going to go be a Ronin again. A hundred percent. I agree with yeah. you. I think he's, uh, he's apologizing yeah. for putting on the Ronin suit one more time because like Natasha was the one that had him put it away. And so he's going to be putting on the Ronin suit one more time. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to yeah. justify it to the person that he feels guilty about, you know, putting it back on. Yeah. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I was kind of let down by uh, Renner's reading of this these lines. I, I, I thought he could have done a better job. Like, I wanted to really feel something from his lines, but I didn't it was it was more of just the general ambiance I, I don't know is that just me or did anybody else feel that he's just not really the most emotive actor when it comes to <laughs> delivering emotional lines correct <laughs> and, and at this point it's like he's played that character for so long that in my mind i make it okay by just being like yeah it's just the way clint barton is but in reality, I think it's just the way Jeremy Renner is. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, Cause like there's a scene later on in this where he's talking to Maya and he's like saying like, yeah. if, you, if you ever, if you ever come after my family, you know, like it'll be the end of you. Like I really got from him in that moment. Like, like I was yeah. just like, that's I, true. He I, did sell that line. He fucking sold like, that shit. 
like that's that's what made me question this particular moment was that like I wasn't getting the same kind of grounded performance that I that I've seen from him throughout the series. <laughs> you phoned it in. Yeah. <laughs> Took out that earpiece and all of a sudden he, he like couldn't act. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, because like I, I, I like that scene with him and when he corners Maya and he's like, if you know, listen, yeah, you know, like, like I, you know, I, if you ever come after my family, I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit! In that moment, I was like, holy <laughs> shit! I'm buying this. Yeah, yeah. and like I, throughout yeah. the series, I've been really impressed by his his abilities. And it was just like that's what was so off putting about this particular little monologue he had. It's like I, what the hell? What happened to the other stuff that you were doing? <laughs> no, I I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think that this scene like like what could they have done? Could they have like added more of like a? Could they have added some you know music that we heard from like the death of you know Natasha to this scene or something to really? Bring it home. I don't know. Good choice. Maybe killed his actual children or something. Bring it out of him. I don't know. Yeah, let's Jesus, Neil. God damn. <laughs> really <Jesus>. dark. <laughs> we uh, method acting there. We, you know, we we get a scene of Kate waking up in her bedroom and she sees her uh, bow on the wall, um, and that kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of like the moment she, you know, she'd given up before she's talking about her mother, she's talking to her mother and she doesn't know if she's really built to be a superhero. And, and, and here she is in this, this, there's a moment where she wakes up in her bedroom, she sees her bow on the wall. And this kind of like, is like what reminds her of what she's really aspired to be her entire life. And, and we kind of see like this, switch go off and and she's she's back in this she's ready to she's ready to be the hero um i think some of that too was inspired by the conversation that she had with yelena because after yelena said you know what he what even is an avenger she went on to also say you know people aren't what they say they're actually what they do and then I think when Kate kind of slept on that as well, she realized upon waking, you know, it's not me saying I'm going to be a hero. It's me being a hero. Yeah. And, oh, and I think cool. that was part of the kick in the pants that, you know, led her to pick up that phone. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, we see the uh, tracksuit mafia guys uh, and the the Christmas song, Christmas and Hollis from Run DMC is playing. <laughs> I it, love it, that. It's Classic tracksuit. It's the same. It's the same song that Argyle was listening to in the limo in Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, I just did a Die Hard episode with Scenic Cast uh, nice. for their for their Patreon, and it was it was a great episode. I really enjoyed recording with those guys, and so yeah, uh, I, they should be dropping that around Christmas for everybody to listen to. So I'm I'm excited for everybody to hear that episode. It was great. Um, we get uh, the big battle at uh, Fat Man Auto because uh, Clint, um, Clint it, it, there's a point where Clint basically tells uh, Maya to meet him at the place where they where, where she first met Ronan. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they the note he that, had in right? the arrow. Yeah, the note he had in the arrow. <laughs> so we get the battle at Fat Man Auto. And that's where her dad died, right? Exactly. That's where William mm-hmm. Lopez was killed. And after the battle, um, 
which let me say this i've kind of not appreciated some of the action and fighting scenes that we've gotten out of maya lopez in previous episodes i thought that this was pretty fucking badass oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was this this was fucking awesome watching these two go toe to toe because he was he was taking out the tracksuit mafia like they were child's play it was it was full batman full batman full batman full batman like you know pulling guys out from under vehicles um one of the tracksuit mafia fucking shoots another guy's foot they're getting fucked up and then she fucking stands toe-to-toe with him for a while and does some amazing kicks and flips and it was it was an awesome fight uh ronan does uh have the upper hand here and gets her uh knocked down and he takes off the hood wants her to see his face and so it's revealed that it was actually Clint as Ronan that killed William Lopez. Yeah, yeah. And he says, I was here that night, tipped off by, and then the next words are informant. The next words are works for your boss. Yes, your boss. Your boss wanted your father dead. And then he says, now he's using, and he doesn't get to finish that sentence. But I think what he was getting to to say was that basically your boss is using you um, like a weapon, just like I was being used as a weapon um, the night that I killed your your father. We're being used. And I, I, I honestly feel like, and we kind of alluded to this last week when we talked, that that the reason that William Lopez might have been killed by somebody within the tracksuit mafia or somebody that was that wanted William Lopez take out. Yeah. William Fisk. Uh, uh, um, did I say William Fisk? Wilson Fisk. Um, I've been drinking quite a bit tonight, guys. Um, Wilson Fisk. I think that I think that he. I think that Wilson Fisk sees her as a weapon, but he always felt that she always had more loyalty to her father, which is 100% going to be the case. Yep. Right. But in order to get full loyalty out of all of his employees, and especially from Maya Lopez, he had to take out the one thing that she had ultimate loyalty to. I feel like that's the Wilson Fisk that we're seeing in this series, a Wilson Fisk that sees her father as expendable, and in order to get full loyalty from her, he has to take out William Lopez. Um, And so he just wants to get William Lopez out of this. Maybe we'll find out more about William Lopez as the series goes on. Maybe William Lopez did want to get out of this life. I don't know. We might find we'll that see out. More of them in the Echo series too. We might see more of them in the Echo series, absolutely. But I think that uh, Wilson Fisk just wanted her loyalty, and um, in order to do that, he had to go outside of the tracksuit mafia, and um, the informant that tipped him off was Kazi, who did not mm-hmm. show up that night to that meeting 
And, um, yeah, her father um, was the one that was killed. He was uh, he was taken out that night. And, um, yeah, I think that this is this is perfect as far as setting up, um, you know, from from the even from the comic book side uh and then bringing it into the uh Disney Plus series like I I know it's different. I know I know it's different because that that had more Daredevil ties and this has more of more of more you know Hawkeye was uh right. this has more Hawkeye ties. But I, I but I but I do think that them tying it in with with Kingpin here is is perfect. Yeah, the spirit of the storyline is definitely still like there. They they preserve that really well. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm interested to see how they use this final episode to springboard Echo into her own series cuz as of right mm-hmm. now she's not the most compelling character in the show by a long ways. And Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful for this final episode that we're going to get, you know, a reason that we should be excited for her show, other than the fact that she's getting a show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we want to like this stuff. Make us want to like it even more. You know, right? <laughs> Maybe she'll swear to kill the kingpin. And that'll that'll drive maybe the plot of the show once she finds out how she's been duped. Maybe, but she has to do something pretty spectacular in this next next episode for me to be like super excited. I mean, I'll be excited for any new MCU show, but in order for me to be like really excited for it, I, I need I need a little something. Yeah, don't get your hopes up that we're gonna see like Daredevil in the final episode because like I. No. Everything that I've heard is that we're not going to get any Daredevil in this series, but... I'm expecting five minutes of Fisk, like, at the very end of the episode. Hold on, hold on. I, I... Okay. At the end of this episode, Kate gets a text from Yelena, who... I love how Yelena, even in the text, still calls her by her full name, <laughs> Kate Bishop. Yeah, Kate Bishop. <laughs> but we find out that we find out that Yelena was hired by Kate Bishop's mother, Eleanor. Right. Um. Okay, couple things that I want to point out here when they when when she slides the phone over to Clint. We see, you know, what looks like a picture. Uh, it, it's a picture of Kingpin wearing his white suit, and he's, you know, talking to Eleanor. But it's not a picture. It's actually a video. Yep. It's got that little play symbol. Exactly. So who knows what's going to be revealed once Kate pushes play on that video next episode. Yeah. Um, oh, I hadn't even noticed that. That's really yeah, exciting. It's not, it's not <laughs> this, just a, this, it's not just a photo. So it's a video. It's so annoying with its fucking cliffhangers. Oh, God. Oh, every episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, God no. damn it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, here's another question I have for you. She follows her to like, you know, Eleanor's, the Eleanor goes into like this building. Do we think that Eleanor, the, the penthouse that they live in, do you think that that's Fisk, uh, Fisk Tower? 
Mm, I wouldn't. That makes sense. I mean, she's working that closely with Kingpin, and we know that Kate Bishop's like grandfather built this place or whatever. But you know, it, yeah, Fisk could have bought it. Fisk could have bought it. Fisk could have yeah. bought it. Yes. I also think that Kate's father, Derek, is still alive, and he's been working for the Kingpin too. <laughs> that's yes, awesome. That's, something's got to happen with that. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. They didn't age that actor down for that scene for nothing. That cost them money. They had to pay VX, VFX artists to and, do that. And the fact that they have, like, not really even addressed it much is yep. kind of suspicious. And they did draw your attention back to it in the conversation yeah. with the, with Yelena. You know, Father, Derek, yeah, they've deceased, alluded very sad. to it. Like, like, heavily alluded to it. But they have not, like, okay, this is, we're dealing with a grief about this character now. Because that's what, and that's what, I mean, that's what most movies in general do is when there's uh, something that needs to be moved on from, they actually make an effort to address it and move on from it. But this was just, you know, kind of pushed under the rug and yeah. like that's, 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 that that's laying the groundwork for something. You know what's, know you know what what's, yet. you know what's fucked up? Uh, the promo for episode five showed a bunch of scenes from episode six that we haven't seen, Jake. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very what? odd. Yeah, the pro- I, it was kind of a, like a, just a promo of what's still to come. Yeah, so then I yes, uh, exactly. It was all the stuff that happens at Rockefeller Plaza, Neil, where yeah. where uh, you know suit uh, Clint Clint is in uh, like a, a, a suit and tie kind of like party that the the bishops have been that Eleanor Bishop's been teasing throughout this entire series that happens at Rockefeller okay. Plaza. And he ends up jumping out of the window onto the Christmas tree. Like all those scenes were in the promo for episode five, and none of those scenes happened in episode five. And so we got they the pro- we got the promo <laughs> we got the promo for episode six, and it's a lot of the same stuff. Uh, but they did show a scene of a hand holding a cane, and it's definitely Wilson Fisk Kingpin. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah, expect I definitely expect that we're going to get some Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, in the final episode, do we think that uh, Maya's vengeance? Do you think that Maya's relationship with Kazi? Do you think that's going to come to a head in the final episode? Do you think that we that that she might we might see the demise of Kazi, or do you think that Kazi might be a big part of the Echo series coming up? I yeah, think it's that's a good question. Yeah, it is. It is. It is because I, you know, I firmly believe that the Echo series is gonna do, is gonna um, focus on her wanting to get a ven- vengeance against Kingpin. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. do they wrap up Kazi in the Hawkeye series, or does that story follow uh, the character into the Echo series? Uh, my gut says they wrap it up here. Yeah. See, I. I'm trying to think of what would be stronger, like as a narrative arc, and it almost feels like a Kazi redemption arc would be a good part of that Echo series. I feel like the the Echo series. I don't see that that she's going to. I think Vincent D'Onofrio is going to stick around for a while. I think Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. is going to be around for future MCU shows and projects that they have lined up i i don't think you bring that character back this plus the uh other thing we got and the other thing like 
it shows that they're bringing these actors back that they absolutely loved in these parts. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing we reviewed earlier. Um, <laughs> Some great code there. Do you yeah. think that... Yeah! I don't think there is any redemption for this character, at least from Echo's perspective. Like, we know how long she holds a grudge just from watching this series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely could see that happening. I'm, I'm just, like, I, I have a split in my brain of, like, okay, it would either end next episode or it would be, like, the overarching thing for the series. I could see Kazi getting away and then like, do you, what do you think, Joe, do you think that Kazi could be the clown by the time we see him in the Echo series? Like the main villain of that first season of Echo? I kind of like the idea of, of, of Echo going into this last kind of final battle scene here that we're going to get like very shaken and, and unsure if she can really trust her boss anymore you know her her world really is shaken and so i kind of like that the kind of the 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 final tearing down of that happening in this episode and then kind of going into her own series as you know yes i'm i'm pursuing this vengeance against kingpin and it makes a lot of sense to carry kazi over into that because then it's just that much less groundwork you got to do to get running on that well, Kazi in the comments becomes this character of the clown that yeah. is yeah. Yep. So I mean Yeah, so I don't I don't know if we'll ever see that guy in clown makeup or anything. I don't either. He'd have I don't to shave, either. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> He'd have to shave. He'd probably do that anyway. I mean he does have like the neck tattoos and stuff. Maybe maybe they're they're saying, you know, hey, that's his you know, that's, oh, that's the clown makeup. Yeah, get yeah, a clown that's, face that's tattoo. Makeup. Maybe he can get a damaged tattoo on his forehead. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, greatest clown ever. <laughs> That'd be so fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, can I just say that I'm fucking thrilled as fuck that Vincent D'Onofrio is back? Yes. Woo! Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that reveal, like, I knew it was coming, but I'm so glad I got to actually see it. Yeah. Know? Oh, God. I woke up at, Neil, I woke up at uh, 4 in the morning on Wednesday, <laughs> and I was just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we awesome. go hawkeye and then like once that reveal happened i was just like oh my god oh my god i think i'm I, ready for my day to begin yes yes the best part of waking up is kingpin in your cup he <laughs> <laughs> gets a whole title card for one fuzzy picture on a cell phone it's oh awesome. it, was, it was so cool oh my god oh it, I mean, Kevin Feige, like, two years ago, I thought we were done with Jeff Loeb and Netflix and all this stuff, and and uh, I was kind of just like, I don't want to see a watered-down version of Kingpin, but fuck it, man. It's it's Vincent D'Onofrio. He's back as Kingpin. <laughs> and I, I could not be more happy, to be honest with you, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I can't wait to see him get some speaking lines next episode, and 
just to see where they're going to go with the character. I, I agree with what you guys are saying. I, I don't think the character is going away anytime soon. And it's such a big legendary character. Like this, the sky's the limit with what kind of storylines they could do with them. I really want Plus, them to unleash. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, they make it, they're making a big deal about Maya Lopez and, and the fact that Kingpin wanted to take out William. And I think it is, has, it has to do with him wanting to control Maya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. She became more important than her father, and but I I need for them to unleash her. Yeah, I need for them to really unleash Maya Lopez going forward. I want to see, you know, why she is valued within the organization and why it is going to be a problem for kingpin to have her turn against him because so far in this series we've kind of seen her not not get the job done right i want to see her fucking just like be a badass going forward especially if we're going to be following her in her own series so um i really want them to unleash this character I really think that her series is going to be more of like a prequel current time blend, or is it going to be just like something that's happening after the events of this show? What do you think? I don't know. Um, I haven't really considered that too much. Do you think that we are going to get a bunch of, a bunch more flashbacks? I wouldn't be surprised if we got some more flashbacks with, with her father coming back. We need more flashbacks with her father. But I also think we're going to get some more fleshing out of her time with the tracksuit gang uh, before this whole Ronan kick. So we're actually going to see her in action and rise up in the ranks. Like that, that kind of feels like what they may want to do just to give her some more meat. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they're going to flashback that much. I, I, I think it's going to be mostly moving forward, definitely with flashbacks okay. sprinkled in. I, I think it's a bit redundant to show her rising up through the tracksuit mafia. I think we get all that. Okay. Um, what are the chances that, that Hawkeye isn't going to be a one and done season? What are the, what are the chances that we're going to get a season two? I oh, think we're getting a season. We're two. definitely getting a season two, in my opinion. I, I mean, I, I feel like that too. <clears throat> I yeah. think they're going to pull a Loki, where it's like, "Hey, come back for season two. Yeah, yeah. We might even get the announcement uh, at the end of this uh, final episode. Um, um, you know, um, you, uh, you know, you'll get more Kate Bishop in Hawkeye season two, or something like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah, the, some like a title card or something. Yeah, sort. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I there's think there's just that's so much meat left on the bone, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I don't think, yeah, this is a, it's a really rich world there, and just six episodes. Does it, this? It's not enough. Does this it's series? Not enough. Does the series end with Clint back at home on Christmas with his kids and 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 Laura? I hope so, and I hope Kate and Lucky are there too. Yeah, I was thinking that he's going to end up bringing Kate. I, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like he deserves just a little bit of peace and then maybe have it go to shit at the very end, but let, let him at least get that moment with his family. You know? Oh, before we kill him, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want Hawkeye to die. 
know, I don't I mean, care. No, like, I, I, it could go either way, but like I'm, I'm just saying, I want him to have that moment where like he everything is aligned and the world is perfect for him for just a second. And then it could go to shit or not. I mean, either way, it's fine. But I want him to have that moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! You know what I watched this week? I watched uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah, watch nice. it every year. It's a fucking classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. I think that I think that movie like ends way better than it like starts. Like the end, yeah. like like towards the end, it just like fucking ramps up so much, and it's so good. It's so oh good. yeah, the second half. It almost gives you anxiety. It's yeah, so fucking insane. <laughs> second half is so fucking good. Ah. Uh, so, uh, I love right. the putting the oil on the sled joke. And that for some reason that really kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when John Hughes just like um gets when John Hughes makes his movies kind of cartoonish in that way, I yeah. kind of love it. Yeah. I agree. But he goes slapstick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a live action Wiley Carton. Yes. Like when I, I watched Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Oh, so good. A couple months mm-hmm. ago. And I hadn't seen it in probably a decade. And uh, I had forgotten how fucking hilarious that movie was. It is just, so oh, God. John Candy is just a fucking riot in that movie. <sighs> Uh, taken from us way too soon. Way oh, too soon. Totally. And like, what I, what, one of the things I love about John Candy is that all the stories you hear about him as, you know, as a person on set and whatnot is that he's just as lovable as he, as his on screen persona. Yeah. And like, he does, like, all these great things for all these people. Everybody always has such a good memory of him, just like existing. And it, it just it makes me love him even more in, in his characters because he's always projected that. But to find out that that's actually the reality is is pretty special. Yeah, yeah. I oh god, I hate it when. Yeah, it's like you know you find out you know like I lo- I thought I thought Chris Farley was an, a hilarious dude, but you find out about like the drug abuse yeah. and like how that affected him and like. You know, the, the night that he died, he was with like a with a, a hooker and all this shit, and it's like, you know, yeah, oh, it's God. really I, really dark. It's yeah, very you can never fucking see John dark. Candy in that situation. Oh, thank God! I don't want to know anything about <laughs> John Candy. I don't want to know anything about John Candy's sex drive at all. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I like That's really fair. When I think about John Candy, I don't even want to think about John Candy like being in possession of a penis. I just like John Candy is like a just a just a chubby Ken doll to me with no dick. <laughs> just yes. you never saw Delirious then. No. <laughs> it's all about his dick. No, no, not my John Candy. Uh, oh yeah. Oh god. Uh, what was the fucking? What was that? What was that? Nothing but trouble. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> John, oh, I love Nothing But Trouble. What an amazing movie. It's got the band that did uh, Humpty Dance in it in a pretty hilarious spot, right? Digital Underground? Digital, Digital Underground. Underground, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years. Uh, me too. It's been a long time. You know what other movie that I love is The the Burbs, and I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh, I love oh, The Burbs yeah. too. People hate The Burbs. The Burbs, Burbs is a, great. Oh, it's so good. I never understood. 
Oh man, I love the money pit. That's my favorite. Oh, the money pit is so good. <laughs> the part where the bathtub goes to the floor and he does that laugh. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I just showed that to Michelle for the first time a couple of years. I watched the money oh, pit so and the. Good. I watch the money pit and the burbs any day over fucking Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, yeah I like Joe real. versus the volcano too, but I, I agree that those two yes. movies are better. Yes, those two movies are better. Yeah, and we are. St- this is a Hawkeye episode, everybody. <laughs> oh, I forgot all so about random. that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's Christmas. We can. The gift is we get to talk about whatever the fuck we want, Joe. Yeah. It's Christmas. I watched uh, Scrooge a couple nights ago. Oh, oh yes, yeah, I love that. Oh man, it was so good. Where it did really you? Where, where's that streaming right now? No, I bought it for five bucks. Oh, uh, okay. Money well spent. Yeah, <laughs> they had a holiday movies under ten dollars sale, and I was like, Oop, "I'm buying that." Question: Die Hard, Christmas movie or not? Yes, Christmas movie, hundred percent. Christmas movie. Thank you. I love all of you. Thank you. Look at the soundtrack. <laughs> it, it, the soundtrack is nothing but Christmas songs. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge part of the movie. It's taking mm-hmm. place during a Christmas party. I remember it was oh. like. Me and my friends years ago, I think I was like in my, I think I was, I think I was 20 and we were fucking, it was snowing outside and shit. And my, and my friend Ben took, he took, (laughs) I don't know how this happened, but he took some toilet paper and he wrote on toilet paper. Now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 and some toilet paper (laughs) and and put it in front of somebody's fucking house in front of Chris during Christmas. That would not be well received in 2021. No. I think the Die Hard is more of a Christmas thing than Hawkeye has been. So far, yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah. like, um, um, I did like how they ended. Uh, we got the reveal of the Kingpin and they got, we got the, the Grinch song at the yeah, end. Yeah. All the end songs have been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just mean, expected it to be a little bit more Christmassy than it has been. I'm just the way glad. it was promoted. I'm glad that it hasn't been super Christmassy, but it's always been kind of in the background. But, like, I, I really do expect this final episode to kind of amp that up. Kingpin's oh, going to yeah. dress up like Santa Claus. I was hoping that, yeah, I was hoping that, I was hoping that Fat Man Auto, we'd find out that it was Chris Kringle. <laughs> Santa runs the toy store. You had my dad killed Santa? <laughs> <laughs> it's Satan Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Neil, Joe, I cannot, yeah. I cannot thank you guys enough for joining us on the uh, Hawkeye bonus episode. Oh, so happy to, dude! I absolutely love this episode so much. Uh, we gotta, we gotta here. rate it still. Oh my goodness, Jake, you are correct, sir. <laughs> 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 it is time for us to rate Hawkeye Episode 5. Here's our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. A Tupperware party. Um... Joe, what are you going to rate Hawkeye, Episode 5, Ronan? This episode was a Tupperware for me. 
the the whole scene between Kate Bishop and and um, Yelena really really elevated it for me. the The fight scene at the end of it was, I think, the best fight scene we've gotten so far in the series. Uh, yeah, absolutely loved this episode. Neil, yeah, I'm a Tupperware as well. Uh, that again, that scene with Yelena and Kate was one of my favorite scenes in any Marvel project. So that alone would make it a Tupperware, but everything else in the episode worked and it was, it was well paced and we got a lot of information. We got a lot of more threads to follow. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited for this next one. Oh my God. You know, like it made me hungry for Mac and cheese. <laughs> with sriracha, yeah. with hot sauce, with hot sauce. Sriracha, I, oh yeah. my god! I don't have. No, I do have sriracha. I actually, I'm looking at a box. I bought a box of uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese deluxe. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Have you ever put sriracha on mac and cheese before? I've put sriracha. I've put. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I've, Where are we going with this? Guns, I'm ways. I've put. Hold on. I've put. I've put hot sauce on a lot of stuff. Like, um, I used to back in the day. I used to fucking take uh, a bottle of uh, hot sauce with me to the theater and put it on my popcorn. Fucking oh, yum! So good. It is excellent. If you've never done it, try it. If you like hot sauce, if you don't like hot sauce, don't do it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, bad well, idea. Especially <laughs> if you mix it with like the garlic parmesan oh. uh, stuff you can put on top of it too. Oh like fuck that yeah! With the hot sauce, holy fuck! The garlic parm, amazing. the garlic parm with the with the hot sauce. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my god! I love that shit. I love that shit. Um, but uh, I've never put sriracha on mac and cheese, and I've never put hot sauce on mac and cheese. But it's something that needs to be done. I need. Yes, to, it I is. Need Dude, to, fantastic. You, okay, you got to get the deluxe mac and cheese where it has like the 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 cheese sauce in the pouch. That's what I have. That's what I have. Yes, and then put sriracha on that. It you're gonna fucking love it. If you already like hot sauce, it's gonna blow your fucking mind. Well, I've got I've so got good. both of those things. I've got I, I've got both of those things right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I want those things I'm right really now. Jealous. I, I do. <laughs> Give me the things. I got a big no. Seriously, I got a big fatty boom baddie fucking thing of fucking <laughs> sriracha, and I bought I bought uh, I went to Sam's Club and I bought uh, the deluxe. Craft macaroni and cheese, and it's got like that Velveeta creamy cheese and shit. Yes. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, that's what I got. <laughs> Liquid gold. Yeah, huh? exactly. That's what I got, man. I fucking oh, I, I went all out. Pizza left, and I'm I'm really wanting mac and cheese now. Dude, <laughs> dude it might be a mac and cheese party once I get off the episode. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, Jake, what did you think about? Uh, uh, episode five. I'm going to give it the highest of taste. It's I, I too love to see everyone else is raving about. Uh, I did think the fight scene was really great, but definitely just a lot of anticipation for what's next in this episode for me more so than I was really enjoying the now. So I'm going to give it the highest of taste. It's oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm also going to give it a high taste it as well. Um, it's the series has not been quite the Tupperware, even with the reveal of Kingpin at the end. It wasn't quite the Tupperware, but I loved all the scenes uh, that you know that we've pointed out. But I think it is kind of like um, 
all leading to hopefully what I hope was going to be the, you know, I haven't Tupperware a, a single episode of the series yet. Um, but I have enjoyed it overall, but, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a high taste it as well. I love the fight scene though. This is like, I think it's like one of the best fight scenes that we've seen. It's one of the best action scenes that we've seen since I think the, the car chase. Yeah. 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 I still think that episode three had the best action. That car chase was phenomenal. It was great. It was great. So, um, yeah, episode three was the only other one I've Tupperware. Otherwise, everyone's been a high taste it for me. But three and five have been Tupperwares. Yeah. So yeah. I don't remember what I rated episode three. I think I was a high taste it. Hmm. But we will be back next week for the uh, the final episode of Hawkeye, and uh, we'll we'll go over over that. So uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to all. Until then, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> that was like Biff Tannen doing that. Uh, <laughs> what? Do you want me to, you want me to Whatever, say the, butthead. do you want me to say the full quote? Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Would that make you happy? <laughs> make like a tree. And, make, make like a tree and Merry Christmas. Make like a tree and happy holidays. <laughs> That's about as funny as a screen door on a wreath on your door. <laughs> I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, pretty good. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was very character accurate. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. I thought it was good. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, Biff Tannen, one of the best characters ever. So good. Yes. Yeah. Classic. All right. Just just like his name, I biffed that joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We will be back next week uh, with a Hawkeye finale episode. And then uh, we will be taking off. Uh, we're not going to be doing a regular episode for uh, for Christmas. I'm uh, gonna take that day off since it it does it falls on a fucking Saturday, Jake. Yeah, I mean we've always yeah. never skipped it, but like if it's a day after, two days after, yeah. or the day before, but it's on. It's fucking the Christmas. fucking day of Christmas. Yeah, so tough luck, guys. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Brian gotta open our coal. <laughs> I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to reevaluate my life, Jake. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be taking inventory on what, whatever the fuck I'm doing. Um, yeah, but we'll be, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, regular episode on. I want to give everybody a regular episode on. Um, uh, I'll, we'll be recording a regular episode on the first, and that'll drop on the second. And then the week after, we'll record the uh, Tupperware Awards show uh, for uh, our favorite uh, movie and TV and announcements and all that good shit uh, for the year of 2021. But, uh, yeah, um, see you next week. Uh, Joe! Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, you son of a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to you guys. <laughs> Neil. Thank you. Neil. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa to you, sir. <laughs> sure, I'll I, take it. I don't know what you celebrate, Neil. 
Yeah, we do Christmas. I mean, yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very creepy holiday pause there. It was. That was... <laughs> I really started questioning what Neil's traditions were. I know. <laughs> Neil's going to sacrifice a reindeer on Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's very tough. You got to braise it. Um, guys, all right, we'll see you next week. Later. Later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Drop by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Gonna toss it, gonna take it Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, clean, erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture push over Pop culture Leftovers And we're the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcast that original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushed over. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture push over, pop culture. Leftovers, uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.